Welcome to TP Talks, PwC Global Transfer Pricing Podcast Series. My name is Ugo Cannavale. I'm the transfer pricing leader for PwC Italy and I'm based in Milan. I want to welcome our listeners to our next episode. Today, we plan to discuss Brazil's overall of its transfer pricing system and alignment with the OECD transfer pricing guideline. Let me introduce our speakers. First, we have Michela Chin. Michela is PwC Brazilian transfer pricing leader. Matias Pedevilla. Matias is a transfer pricing principal with PwC US and also is the global leader of PwC Global Coordinated Documentation Service. Welcome to both of you. Thank you very much for having me here today. Very pleased to be here. Thank you, Hugo, for having us here today. Very happy to be here. So let's get started. Michela, before we jump into the details of the new rules, I think it would be helpful for you to give a quick overview of the progression of Brazilian's effort to overhaul its transfer pricing system. Yes, Hugo, I think that's, that's uh, I always like whenever I talk about this topic, uh, I always like to, to go some steps back and, and set the scene so that we can understand where we're coming from, where we stand and, and what to expect. So, as you know, the Brazilian transfer pricing rules exist since 1997, and we have lived with, with this for over 20 years. But then in 2017, Brazil requested to become a member of the OECD. And of course, there were many things to be addressed in the agenda that Brazil needed to, to comply in order to be an eligible candidate to become a member of the OECD. Among the various topics, transfer pricing was one of them. So what happened? During 2018 and 2019, the Brazilian uh, Revenue Service, the Brazilian Tax Authorities, along with um, uh, representatives from the OECD, they have met, they have discussed, they have organized events in order to analyze uh, the existing rules and also see the, what, what sort of changes were required in order to bring Brazil to a more international standard, OECD type of standard. After these two years of thorough exercise and work, in December 2019, there was a joint event where the OECD and the Brazilian Tax Authorities jointly presented the conclusion of the study that was performed. And this study then indicated that changes were needed, right, to the existing transfer pricing rules in Brazil. Brazil was on board for these changes, but then in 2020, the pandemic came and things started to get back in 2022, last year. And in January uh, last year, Brazil did receive the invitation to join the OECD. Of course, uh, it's a long process to go. But in parallel, uh, the government learned that the, the changes to the Brazilian transfer pricing rules were relevant. So in, in April last year, the Brazilian Tax Authority organized an online event where they announced then the changes that they were considering to the Brazilian transfer pricing legislation. A lot was discussed, a lot of events also organized afterwards in order to discuss, understand, and pay, listen to the taxpayers about the impact of these changes, right? And then lastly, at the end of last year, in December, a provisional measure was then issued, the provisional measure 1152, formalizing then the changes that were previously announced by the tax authorities. These changes, according to the provisional measure, are effective as from January 1st, 2024. And these changes, when we read the provisional measure, they are much in line with the Armstrong principle and will bring Brazil then to a more international standard when it comes to transfer pricing. But of course, this provisional measure has to go 
into its own process because as you may be aware provisional measure uh, does have the effect of a law but it is it is not a law it is an act of the executive power which needs to be converted into a law and there's its own process so a provisional measure needs to be converted in a time frame of 60 days and this time frame can be extended for another 60 days so we're talking total uh, 120 days as from the date of publication which was december 29 the, the 60 days would have expired sometime in april but then we have an additional 60 days which would then expire the beginning of june so this is where we're living now the, the, the changes have already been announced and now this provisional measure is in the process of being converted into a law but the provisional measure brought the change in a very principal approach so and regulations are needed in line with this at the end of february this year the tax authorities issued a normative instruction uh, setting forth the procedures to be adopted in the event uh, for, for companies that wanted to go for early adoption in which case the changes are effective as from january 1st 2023 so this normative instruction, which was published uh, late February, brings then uh, the procedures that need to be complied by the taxpayers that would like to go for the early adoption. And then determine the, the deadline the, uh, during the month of September, from September 1st through September 30th. They need to access the portal and follow all the procedures that are outlined in the normative instruction in order to effectively formalize the intent for the early adoption, in which case these changes would be valid as from 23. The tax authorities have already shared with us in many occasions that they are working on a more extensive normative instruction, which should be published soon. So, Hugo, a lot has been done in the past few years, and we can expect a lot more to come. Michela, I know the proposal was approved by the Brazilian's lower house and the Senate. Are there any updates you can provide on that front? Yes, Hugo, with, uh, with the recent approval of the provisional measure by the Senate, now it's pending the sanction by the president, which we expect to occur very soon. Thank you, Michela. So, Matthias, with the timeline as a backdrop, let's dive deeper into the details. Can you highlight the main changes that were introduced in the provisional measure? Yes, uh, sure, Hugo. So, the first thing and the most important one was or is the introduction of, of the Antlen standard, as, as Michelle said, was not in, in the regulations, in, in, the, in the prior uh, set of, of regulations. And then followed by that, there is a comprehensive set of rules. There is a broad definition of related parties, very similar to other countries in Latin America with a very broad definition of what could be construed as, as a related party. Uh, there is a detailed explanation of transfer pricing adjustments. Uh, we also have... Uh, the introduction of the international transfer pricing methods, including the sixth method for commodities. Uh, there is a, a provision on intangibles, another provision on hard to value intangibles, uh, intra-group services provisions, co-sharing regulations, business restructuring provisions, financial transactions uh, provisions, very similar to, to what we can see at the OECD. And also there is a consultation process that is very similar to APAs, although they're not called APAs, but it's a, it's a consultation process that to some extent has similarities to an APA process. On top of that, uh, there are going to be documentation and information return requirements. The regulations that are going to be released in June, we expect to have more guidance there. 
likely will be similar to other countries in, in the region in terms of content and deadlines. And then there is some limitations on deductibility for royalties, uh, technical assistance, and so on and so forth on very specific circumstances. So again, most of these rules were introduced, but we need further clarification by the regulation that will, will likely be released after the Senate uh, formally approved the, uh, the rules. Thank you, Matthias. I want to also ask you to discuss some of the implications that the new rule may have on U.S. multinationals that have a presence in Brazil. Also, what are some of the questions you are receiving from clients? Well, thank you again, Hugo. This is a, an interesting topic because, as, as Michelle has said, transfer pricing rules in Brazil were in existence in 1997. So for the past 25 years, Brazil has its own unique set of rules. And the majority of, of the groups, U.S. and non-U.S. multinational groups, for multiple reasons, they have overlooked the uh, Brazilian operations from a Trump pricing perspective because of that. So what we are seeing now is uh, with this new trend of, of these new rules, most of the multinationals are basically focused on trying to uh, understand what has happened in the past 25 years. Why? Because over those years, we had um, companies that acquire businesses in Brazil, develop specific nuances or specific uh, capabilities in the local market. They may have not necessarily followed the international standards and th therefore may have built some intangibles locally or some sort of, of activities that would require further review. So a lot of questions from, from U.S. and non-U.S. multinationals with significant operations in Brazil. What we are seeing as well is that they, are, they need to quickly perform what we call an assessment of the activities in Brazil and how those operations may or may not fit into the global model, the global operating models, and then uh, what actions are required to potentially integrate the Brazilian operations into the global model. And last, I'm sharing or conveying to the to the to the clients is that time is of essence. As Michelle has said, there is a a formal deadline in September that if taxpayers wanted to opt in for fiscal year 23, the application of the rules, we have a few months between now and, and September to do the, the proper assessment and so we can make an informed decision as to how we tackle the, uh, this particular topic. Thank you, Matthias. What about you, Michela? What question have you been receiving from clients? Yes, Hugo, I think that since the tax authorities announced the changes last year, and then particularly after the, the publication of the provisional measure, I think I've been talking to a lot of companies, a lot of clients. First, the, the, since this topic is, is will, will bring a, a significant change, will change completely the way uh, the legislation about transfer pricing, they, they also think about the changes, the risk of this not being approved, which I think is unlikely, but still, there's still like a, a possibility of this not being approved, right? But uh, small, but I think it's there, yeah. Uh, but the, on the other, but on the hand, the majority of the, of the companies have shown their concerns, right, as to the potential impact that this may bring to companies that have lived for over 25 years, right, uh, adopting fixed margins as arm's length. So, and I think that this, as Matthias mentioned, there are many companies that have, let's say, set up structures, right, based on the existing legislation, which work well for 
that legislation which was enforced, yeah, which now under the arms length principle may not be that efficient, may not work that well. So I think that many companies have been have these concerns, and these changes may for some industries be more advantageous, like maybe the ease, like working with those fixed margins was was not, let's say, something feasible, right? And therefore they had issues, and these arms length. Uh, a standard will be that much uh, very welcome in, in some cases, but for those companies that were leveraging and which have set up structures uh, based on the old rules, right? They need to reevaluate and assess where do you stand? Do I need to change? Am I okay for the new rules? And in line with what Matthias has said, time is of essence because September is already there. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Where now uh, it will be like just a matter of months. Yeah, and to be able to take the decision during the month of September, whether to go for the early adoption or not, this assessment needs to be, uh, some already are performing and needs to be performed. Thank you, Michela. All right, before we sign off, I want to ask both of you to provide your quick takeaways. Yes, Ugo, I think the one, one very important takeaway, and this is what we've been like uh, discussing with uh, many companies here in Brazil, is to act, right? Don't wait until that. Okay, we know that the normative instruction, which should, shall be published by the end of June, but we already have pieces of legislation which have been published, and based on this, we have to take a picture, a photograph of where the companies stand nowadays, right? And exactly because, as I said, these changes may be very positive for some companies, may bring some uh, concerns to others, right? So we need to see where does the company stand in light of these changes, yeah? Because the impacts that will come some may be significant and maybe 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 minor but the companies need to act now to be prepared when this when september comes right to, to take a decision and even let's say maybe to align with headquarters right because sometimes headquarters want because it's easier to have the same policy worldwide but sometimes it's to justify the headquarter by maybe early adoption may not be uh, efficient for brazil for this year for example right so to be able to have these elements and these arguments and to take the decision, I think the companies need to act now. Yes, Hugo, and, and from my side, I echo what, what Michelle has said. Uh, I, what I would add, two, two more things. One is don't be scared. We had that, that conversation uh, a few months ago when we had a few uh, uh, seminars in Brazil with Michelle. Even though this is new for Brazil, and again, we're coming from 25 years of operating in a particular manner, these rules are being introduced are internationally accepted, have been in, around for the same amount of time, 25 years or so. So clearly it's new for Brazil. We have to look into the Brazilian nuances, but there are a lot of information that could be leveraged and could be taken into consideration. And, and communication between the Brazilian operation and, and, and the headquarters is, is vital. Last but not least, we need to remember one, one last point is what we just discussed was transfer pricing. What changed was the transfer pricing rules. But remember that there are other indirect taxes, the other uh, impacts that may still apply in Brazil. So it is becoming critical to understand the characterization of the transaction, what type of, of new transaction I'm introducing, and what are the potential indirect taxes that those may be uh, impacted. So what changed is transfer pricing rules but it hasn't changed the other indirect taxes that have always been challenging in Brazil. All right. Thank you, Michelle and Matias, for joining me today. I also want to thank our listeners. We will be back in June with our next podcast. Until then, 
Thanks for listening and have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.